welcome to Talking Wow, the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft. My name is Tom, and today we are going to be talking about welcoming in the Embers of Notharian Patch. That's 10.1. And to do that, I am joined by my co-host, Marty. Hey, Marty, you're looking good on your snail there. Thank you, and sorry I'm late for the episode. Uh, the snail is not one of the fastest mounts I have. These aren't the most comfortable things to sit on, though, are they? These snails. They really aren't, no. I'm really not used to uh, sitting on something so hard and rough. Me neither. Uh, this is definitely not one of my most, most comfortable mounts I have. We are here to talk about 10.1, and that is the Embers of Nefarian Patch. We'll start off. Marty, were you ready for new content? I do believe I was uh, at this point, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, 10.0.7. I, I enjoyed, enjoyed the content from then. It was, it, it was a nice little, you know, uh, catch-up thing, especially if you wanted to maybe switch mains or came into the game late or, you know, just wanted to uh, uh, get some catch-up gear, stuff like that. Or be, just be entertained, for that matter. So, But overall, I've been ready for, for this patch. Um, especially after we finished uh, uh, the myth, the not mythic, our heroic raid. After we we, we cleared it, we took a uh, you know a, not a break. We were still still doing a few things here and there, but you know overall not doing much. And also you know perfect time to play other games. Um, but now now I'm ready for some new content. We're not allowed to mention other games on a uh, World of Warcraft. I mean podcast. I'm not going into I'm not going into specifics. I'm just saying that we do play other games. Just, you might be breaching our contract there. Not sure. <laughs> I'll have to reread the, the, the fine print. Don't do that. <laughs> so yeah, I think myself, I was in a position where actually this felt like a really good time for the first major content patch to drop for the expansion. I'm probably unique in a way because I've been away for the game for a few years. So coming back, things are going to still feel a little bit more fresh to me before they get stale for others. But it felt like it was a good point to get that first big bulk of content. And we've had those smaller patches, which I think have been nice just to remind us that there's other little bits of content there, but we were ready to uh, dig our teeth into something a bit more. And I know that in Shadowlands, I think it was a lot longer before we first saw that initial patch. And I think in Dragonflight, it's come a lot quicker and it's definitely more appreciated. Yeah, I mean, I, I do feel like, at least from my point of view, it, it very much is appreciated. Uh, I'm not sure, I felt like I heard some of the World First Raiders sort of talking about uh, that they weren't, they, they, they felt like it was it was quick compared to, to, to earlier and that uh, they, probably, they probably wanted some more preparation times and stuff like that. But, but, uh, but yeah, but overall, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, you know, new, new raid, new, new Mythic Plus. Uh, it's going to be going to be a good time. So we opened up this patch with the primal incarnates making their move and progressing the story now to the underground, to the depths of the Dragon Isles, and we've entered the Zaralek Cavern. That cinematic explaining how we got into the Zaralek Cavern with one of the primal incarnates, Farak, doing their very best firebomb through the uh, ground and making this big hole and entering into the cavern. We had a cinematic when we 
loaded into the game for the first time very nice cinematic actually and giving us that almost seamless transition of what we need to go and do next and i don't know if this was the first time this has ever happened marty but when i logged into the game the cinematic just played straight away is that a new thing i i feel like this is new i don't feel i don't remember this, this uh, happening before um i what has happened before is that they sometimes release you know these these uh, cinematics on on youtube first and then later on in game they also have them displayed in game just so you if you haven't if you're not following the youtube you'll get get still get the cinematics and stuff um i definitely haven't seen this before where you you are like Oh, logging in and there's a cinematic like this, and then you go and pick up the first quest for the new patch, and then the cinematic plays again. Uh, I feel like uh, it, it felt a little bit off, uh, weird, um, and I don't know if it was on purpose or a mistake. But um... yeah, did you think someone just forgot to close a bracket of code, and we <laughs> ended up having this cinematic playing twice? I mean, knowing the stuff I do about code, I would say no, but for the fun of it, sure, it was a mistake. A bracket wasn't closed properly and, you know, bad developer. Boo! <laughs> Marty, you gotta know, when we're talking about code in World of Warcraft, we don't use the practical elements of actually what coding <laughs> is. We use terms like copy and paste, and that's mm. easy. Maybe that's what. Maybe that was like supposed to be two different cinematics, and they didn't have one, or they copy pasted the wrong one, or something like that. So now that is. I mean, I'm pretty sure that wasn't the case. But if it is, <laughs> I will eagerly await the apology and the new cinematic <laughs> that we should have got. So yeah, that cinematic, as I mentioned, opens up the way for the Zaralik Cavern, which is the new zone introduced into this patch, and we are going underground, Marty. We have spent our time flying around the Dragon Isles and now we are being put in a hole and follow the Primal Incarnate Farrakh. Something I found that I haven't really experienced too many times before in World of Warcraft. And an example I'm thinking of is Najatar. It's probably a terrible example because that zone is set underwater. But with this zone, for example, Zaralek, it feels connected to the world and doesn't have a loading screen which really brings up that immersion with adding a new zone into a game because usually it's like hey go talk to this npc and they'll teleport you to this area you get that loading screen and hey you're in this whole new area which is fine but with zaralek cavern and i don't know if they've been using some new technology here but when you're burrowing underground to to enter this zone you're going through these long and winding tunnels and then the zone loads up no loading screen so I don't know if that is loading in the background, but how did you feel entering the cavern for the first time? Because it, it did feel really special for me anyway. The first time going in here um, was, I mean, obviously you have that small uh, scenario in, in, in the beginning. So the first time you go down here, you actually do have a loading screen where it, it loads that one up, um, which technically I don't really know why, because I think they have tech now that they don't need to do that. But anyway, that's what they did. And I didn't think that this was going to be a zone that wasn't going to require a loading screen because when that scenario loaded up with Raffian and Sibeli and I was like oh, okay well here we go here's that mm. load screen that I was waiting for yeah. and the next time I went down I was waiting for it yeah. I was waiting for the load screen I was like come on then where are yeah. you and it didn't Nothing happen happened. I was like yeah. wow this is really cool this is just so immersive 
it, it really does feel like back in, in vanilla when we were roaming these huge continents that you know it's all connected you can just go down here there's no loading screen um, and I do feel like especially Shadowlands had a lot of uh, uh, not necessarily loading screens, but th those long flights um, where you just were sitting there doing nothing, uh, and it took forever. And and especially the newer areas, all of them had load screens. The mall had load screen. Everything had load screens. So you know, it's it's actually really refreshing to just oh, I'll just take my mount and just fly down there, and everything seems so seamless, and it just feels like I'm in one big world. And that's 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 how that's how an MMO should feel like, right? I was just about to rename that previous expansion for you to shadow loads <laughs> but yeah no this is what we want this is what we want when we get new content sometimes something has to be I'm not gonna say tacked on but put in a place in the world where we aren't just going to be able to stroll up to it and walk in because it's a fantasy world some things like i mentioned with najatar that's underwater you're not necessarily just going to be able to stroll up there or perhaps it's something set in a different dimension like we had with Argus, for example. But when it is an area in the world, this feels like the way to do it. When it's something like this here, like a cavern that's supposed to be underground in the world, this this makes total sense. And I hope that it is new tech that they're using that allows them to do this because it is a quite a long and winding tunnel. So I, I have a feeling that there's something loading up in the background there while you're traversing that. And... Yeah, it, it just feels good. And one thing I noticed as well, and if you listen to this podcast, which you're doing right now. If you're that far in, then you probably do, yeah. <laughs> is the ambience of the new zone as well, because as soon as you go underground and that ambience just shifts from being out in the world, you, you almost feel like the, the dragonflight ambience and music just makes it feel like wind is constantly blowing through your hair. But as soon as you go underground here into the Zara-like cavern, I felt this shift in my head almost that I felt like the pressure of just like being underground, not in a bad way, but it was almost that sense of not claustrophobic either because that's that's unpleasant, but you did feel that shift of like being underground. And I know visually you see it, but also with the audio sensory, like it, for me, it felt really different. Like I was in a really different place, but still part of the same world. I don't know if you experienced that as well. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, the new zone is—it's amazing. I mean, sure, as you're saying, you don't—it's not claustrophobic at all, but you do get that sense that you know the sky is gone. You're in a cave, um, but still, it's—it's it's, you know, it's basically what we've come to, you know, gotten used to with Blood Blizzards. I, I think there might be zones that you like more than others, but all the new zones that they're bringing out—they—they they look fantastic. And speaking of enjoying the new zone, Marty, we know that you have quite a few characters in World of Warcraft. I'm not going to count them because we don't have time for that. But how many times have you played through the intro so far? I have played it through in my old main because I hadn't really decided what to be my main yet going into this patch. So I obviously did on the one that I knew was, was geared. So that's one. Then I was like, no, I actually do feel like I want to switch um, characters. So I switched to a paladin. So I did it on the paladin, uh, all the introductionary quests and, and some of the farming. And once I was at a point, I was like, I'm actually feeling quite content. I can raid this now. Uh, uh, just as any other normal family in our guild, communication is not necessarily one of our strong suits. Um, so the, the our raid lead was messaging me and be like, hey, I can see that you're on your paladin quite a lot. Um, 
is that the one you're going to raid on? And I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about it. And and he was like, okay, well, um, we sort of already have one. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's pick another one. So uh, I, I double checked with him that we didn't have a priest. And now I'm back on my good old, uh, good old holy priest. So did it a third time, um, did the farming, gearing him up all that stuff you need to do so if there's anything you want to know about these caverns where stuff are located things like that i'm your guy is this new territory for you especially being in a raiding guild that with each patch you can potentially switch your main up because usually that is something that you don't really hear about people being able to switch mains but i know just with how the gearing is working in dragonflight that it is allowing the possibility for that I mean, I, I think it's definitely a thing. I mean, there were still people who did that earlier. I mean, I've been in guilds with people who have been playing different uh, things in different uh, tiers, but it's not something I personally wanted to do because gearing just takes time. But I do feel like with 10.0.7, which had loads of, of catch-up mechanics and even, you know, the catch-up mechanics and the new uh, uh, gear progression system you know the, the, the upgrading your gear that you have in this patch i do feel like it is easier it is easier especially if you're you know if you're a new player who's coming in now or a returning player that comes back now gearing up and and getting ready for raiding is definitely way easier so i do feel like it, it's it's changes that has been coming over re very recently that you know that had made, made these things easy and you mentioned the g word there gearing mm -hmm. everyone's favorite thing to do mostly and with this patch we had the introduction of flight stones not fight stones which i read it as when i first got some i was so like oh that sounds really aggressive yeah <laughs> and also in the notes i've got a new stuff to fill our bag so marty i know there is a lot of talk about <laughs> flight stones we might even call them fight stones it might cause some animosity uh, eventually but what is going on with the flight stones and these new currencies i mean i think the downside is that they take up backspace uh, and there are quite a few different ones of them there's like i mean flight stones is a currency luckily so that's nice feel free to spend them because you get these really really quickly if you if you're doing just normal stuff around the world or doing some Lithic Glass, Dungeon, stuff like that. You get Flight Stones easily, so feel free to spend them. And I think that was one of the worries, because the cap for Flight Stones is only 2,000, and I think a lot of people have been like hitting that cap oh, yes. and then not knowing what to spend them on. I know myself, like the first week in this patch, I was getting a lot of green items and blue items that could be upgraded up hmm. to eight times and i'm sitting here thinking well, i don't think i'll ever use this item it's not epic it's not legendary it's not an artifact so i'm just gonna bender that but then i need to put these blight stones into something or i just sit at a cap and or i just accept that until i'm ready to upgrade some gear with it as i said you get them really really quickly so if you're sitting on the cap not spending them it's not a big loss um it's more, probably more like a feeling of that you're losing out if you're not spending them um but if you don't have any, anything to upgrade and you have you know, uh, or if you have minimum 398 gear then you know that's fine then you don't have to spend them but i, I do feel like if you can get some of the gear that you can upgrade with the welbling stones go ahead and do it because webbling uh web the webbling stones and the flight stones you get those fairly easily just by doing world content so if you can get some of those items that can be upgraded with that 
go ahead, spend it, upgrade your gear, uh, become more powerful, feel awesome, uh, because that's that's what the game is about, right? Well, yeah, I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> Something I found that is is a point of consideration is the fact that we've come very quickly from ten point. 0.7 never gets easier to say <laughs> where we had this gearing system that was fairly straightforward it was mobs dropping a piece of gear that you for your class potentially that you would yeah. click on and convert into an item and then you'd be like okay i'll equip that now the next patch on we now have this more convoluted system do you think that is a natural progression to this do you think it makes sense to have a more convoluted system in a major patch compared to a minor patch i think the minor i think you have to look at the minor patch as a um, catch-up mechanic whereas this system right here this is hopefully or, or most likely the new gearing system because the gearing system that we had before this just to quickly go in it without going too in depth was basically uh, the same that we have now it, but except of these stones you get valor uh by for, for mainly doing you know uh mythic plus so what happened was that all the mythic plus gear you can upgrade with valor so works like like this like this new system just easier but the issue is that when you don't run raiding so if i was you know just if i was normal raiding then i would get some some gear maybe some good um trinkets but i couldn't upgrade these trinkets i can't do anything else uh, uh with this gear so why would i go raiding if i can only if i'm only in a normal raiding gear when i can go do mythic plus where i can upgrade it to almost mythic gear you know what this system is is that is going to help with that so if you are one who's push, pushing you know this this mythic uh, plus or if you're raiding you get these stones you can upgrade all your gear never doesn't matter where it comes from it you know that green item that oh well it actually doesn't work quite like that but potentially some of the you know world quest gear that you can get you can upgrade that to a pretty high level so this is a completely new system that i think the idea is to evolve this over time and make this the progression system going forward so to come back to your question, yes, I do think this should be in a major patch and not in a in a in a in a minor one because the minor one is a catch-up mechanic. The major one is how we want to play the game. But what about our bags, Marty? What about our bags? Like yeah. our bags are suffering. They My are. bags are bulging and they are full of things. I've only just potentially recovered from the previous patch where we were getting all this stuff in our bags, and now we're getting yeah. more stuff in our bag. And it feels like it's a direction change, I believe, from Shadowlands, where there was so many currencies going into the currency tab. And now we have less currencies in the currency tab, but we have all these other bits and bobs in our bags now. <laughs> and doodads. Lots of doodads. doodads. I, do, I do feel like this expansion is, is definitely one of the worst when it comes to, to, to backspace in newer time, uh, because there is so many things, like, especially if you are, uh, you know, like me, who likes to hoard, because I don't know if I will need it at some point, you know, because you have all the, uh, you have all the, the reputation tokens, you have all the, the white items that when you, when you look at a vendor, when you have a vendor open, they don't have like a, a, a trash icon next to it. So that, and that's because these items you need to use these items to buy some of these you know transmog gear and stuff like that from the reputation vendors and then you have 
other random things like the barter bricks from this uh, from this patch and uh, the the fragrant coins that you need to buy stuff with and yes i don't know they're going crazy with different items random items that you need and currency and stuff like that that they probably didn't need to so yeah i don't know backspace is very valuable it's probably more valuable than gold right now yeah i mean i guess there, there's an argument that we need to put something in our bags because that's what bags are for right it's not just like <laughs> we want empty bags all the time that helps our you know the ocd tendencies in in us of knowing that we have nice clean bags you know i'm a big inbox zero type of guy so Same. when my bags have all these things in it, it it's getting a little bit like oh uh, well i guess i should just keep this around and i think probably what needs to happen and i think it will happen is uh, a bank overhaul where and mm. how we store items in the bank it would be nice to potentially be able to customize your bank more maybe even have like bag slots that you could put icons on or divide stuff up by expansion maybe just to keep track of that because i think right now it's very difficult to know like well what was this from or and i know you can go look it up on wowhead or something like that or thoughtbot even just with with profession items it's the same exact same thing meat for instance i don't remember where mammoth meat what expansion that is from you know uh so i, I do feel like there's something that can definitely for the lich king <laughs> I do feel like that's like things you can do because there is add-ons out there now that just has a small tooltip that says this is from this is from this expansion and this is from that expansion and you know just small things like that small changes like that would help immensely so also when you're searching on the auction house just be like hey I, I don't want a gem from Wrath of the Lich King that I might buy by mistake because I'm a noob sometimes you know so it would be nice to be able to search on ex you know ex expansion specific items as well we're not here to give too Sorry. many suggestions for <laughs> Blizzard, but um, that, that is some good ones, I think. We've also been introduced to the Nithin, Marty, and they're a cute new addition to Dragonflight, aren't they? Do you like them sniffing all over you? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I do. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is, it is World of Warcraft as well. It, it does have its small oddities, and, and these are definitely among those, and it, it belongs in the world. I don't felt. I didn't feel like they felt. You know, what are what are these weird creatures doing in all the Warcraft? It, it felt good. That <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah, I think they're a, a really nice, welcome, wholesome addition to the the world as well. We've had our fun with the Tuscar, and now we've got the Nithin. And some people aren't really enjoying the the sound effects. They're a bit off putting sometimes. <laughs> feel a bit too personal when it comes to the nose jokes, but. Uh, I, I, I'm enjoying the Niffin. I think it, it's it's very nice that they've welcomed us down in the hole and, and made made a potential place that is riddled with corruption tendencies and it's not supposed to be really a great place because we are entering Nelfarian's legacy here, Daffwing. This is where Daffwing became Daffwing and this is where this tide of destruction stems from but it is nice to have just a little bit of heartwarming space in this hole of doom that's stuffing our bags full of crap that we can just you know sit down with the niffin and say all right well we're okay here for a moment or two <laughs> and to finish off here we did mention the story and the cinematic at the start but the first part of the patch will take you like we say, into Zarla Cabins, and you start to team up with Rathian and Sibelian and Abyssian as you start to investigate 
the area and you investigate what Nalfarian has been up to and you get some great interaction between these black dragon characters Marty don't you starting to get to know them a bit more and yeah where they're heading mentions of hearing whispers and such like so it's going to be interesting to see where that goes isn't it absolutely absolutely and also i feel like because rathrium we already had some in previous expansions have some some good quest lines with where rebellion is sort of coming out of the blue uh even though it's a black dragon and so so yeah no it's rebellion it, won't like that joke but I <laughs> so no uh it's just nice to to you know uh, uh, get to know him a little bit better because i don't feel like we have explored him that much in in, in, in the game through these quests, you do come across Farak, the Farak who caused this disruption, this explosion into the caverns. And we find out, a little spoiler here if you haven't played 10.1 yet, but I have a feeling if you're listening to this, you have, <laughs> that Farak is getting juiced yeah. on the sh- Shadow Flame, Marty. It was actually kind of refreshing because I thought Farak would be the, uh, the raid boss. For, for this patch so it's actually kind of refreshing that he isn't he's not even in the raid uh, that's a different storyline that is also introduced in, in in this patch as well but uh, so so yeah it's actually interesting to see what is going to happen where is Firak Firak headed what is the grand plan of the incarnates and and it's just nice to see that they're building building them up before we actually get to go and potentially tear them down at some point yeah, they are, because during the quests as well, you feel that threat of Farak in the initial scenario as well. You have that end of the scenario where Farak just bursts through and knocks you all on your ass, basically, and mm-hmm. there was nothing you could do. And then your next encounter with Farak is you're seeing him bathing in the shadow flame, the shadow flame corruption that is not something you really want to be having a bath in if you're a dragon, let's be honest. But... We see Farak powering up and we have a a moment with Farak where Sibelian is like, okay, I'm going to throw this this spear at Farak and we're going to get him. We're going to get him real good. And we don't. We get hurt. And Sibelian and we actually had a moment myself where I was like, hang on, like, uh, is Sibelian going to die or get corrupted or turn here? No. What is going on? And yeah. it worked out all right in the end. Spoilers. But... There was that initial threat of like, oh, this character's a big deal. And this is one of three, well, one of four of the incarnates. We've already taken Mm. one of them down. But they are not going to be just some slim chicken. Yeah, we, we have to understand that these are a big threat and it's not going to be easy. And we are getting that. Like like you say, Marty, we're getting that. They're, They're setting the scene of these are big characters and they're building them up. Yeah, it would be nice to see maybe one maybe more of them i don't know but um, maybe at least one of them you know move into an, the next expansion and still be around maybe not even you know be a big threat in the next expansion maybe a, a two expansions down the line or something like that just build something up for like arthas perfect example of some something that has been built up on in multiple different mediums even different games and it wasn't until world of warcraft we got we got to 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 fight off against him so build something up in similar vein that you know makes you know it's not just you know the no this month this bad guy needs you know to be taken down that we actually you know something something a little bit larger scale would be nice yeah we don't know what the end 
boss of this expansion is going to be it could be the incarnates or it could be something greater than that mm. but at least for now the incarnates are the, the major threat and the major enemy and they feel like they have a plan and they are executing this plan and we feel like we're on the back foot with this which i think we should do at this point of the story we should feel like we've got it all figured out and that we're the ones with the advantage because we're not we're chasing we're always a few steps behind the plan right now and like you say yeah we're hoping that eventually it comes together and do we see the incarnates travel on to future expansions or does that get all resolved here but right now like you say we thought Herak was going to be potentially a raid boss in this patch he's mm -hmm. not so that continues and that that's builds good because it it, mm -hmm. it it builds the story and it builds the threat of of these aren't characters that are just going to be here and gone. Yeah, Razagaf was, but that was giving us one for free, I think. But <laughs> but the rest, they're going to be really hard to take down. Guess that we will return, because this is, at least at the recording, it is right in the beginning. It's like not even the first week. Um, I, I guess we'll return to 10.1 at a little bit later stage when, when we know a little bit more about all the other stuff that's going to happen. But so far really entertained um glad for some new new content so yeah i'm i'm enjoying it 10 stars out of a maximum of 20 bananas i'm sure we will look back at this at some point and we will give more detailed analysis on how full our bags are and also snail racing which we didn't <laughs> mention but we have unfortunately ran out of time for this episode of talking wow and we have a lot of thoughts and feelings about 10.1 but what about you how are you feeling about 10.1 has it been all you wished for or are you running out of things to do already let us know in the places that you do that and we thank you for tuning in i have been tom that's been marty let's race to the finish line and we've been talking wow bye bye thanks for tuning in champion did you enjoy this episode of Talking Wow? If so, why not drop a review on your podcast catcher of choice or leave us a comment? You can find Talking Wow on Twitter or YouTube over at Talking Wow. Hope to see you again soon!